Uh, what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to Hang Time Podcast episode. Shit. Six. Oh my gosh, they're flying by. I'm recording these in bulk. I have an insane guest lineup, including. Khalif, what's up, What's up, man? How's everything doing, fam? Everything's good on your end. It's a new year. You know, you got you have so many new things happening, new things coming. I'm excited for you. It sounds like it's going to be wild. I better get an invite. Uh, you you will you will. I, <laughs> uh, but but first, let's we'll talk about that yeah. in a second. But introduce yourself uh, to the audience. Tell them about all, everything you got going yeah. on. First. Yeah, thank you again for having me. Excited to be to be rocking. I am Khalif Adams. I run the Spawn on Me podcast, the premier podcast spotlighting people of color in the video game industry. I've been doing that for almost. Let's see, uh, you know, depending upon when this comes out, it'll be nine years uh, of, of, of making content both in the kind of uh, blogging space and now in the content creation space with, with the podcast that I do called Spawn on Me. So, yeah, it's been an interesting, uh, interesting, interesting ride. Uh, and again, excited to be here and, and rock with you. What is it like? <laughs> what is it like to create a space for black creators Whenever woke culture is totally villainous. Oh God! Um, what, what? Tell me. Well, about I mean, that. it's it's taken so long for everybody to catch the hell up. <laughs> that, yeah. That's that's been the funny <laughs> part about most of that stuff. It's it's really interesting to, to kind of frame it in that way too, where you know I think there were a couple of shows that were kind of digging into this conversation around blackness and around you know culture in that way and having those discussions and 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 that. And a couple of those shows, you know, were, were were definitely ones that informed me and 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 previous co-host Cicero uh, Holmes when we wanted to, to to do this to say, you know, what's content that we're already seeing that kind of fills that gap that feels like it's genuinely talking to and about us, uh, but is around the subjects that we kind of like to dig into and to talk about. And, and and I have to give those folks props, like you know, folks like Not Your Mama's Gamer, who predates us by about a year in the video game space. Um, Elon James White, when he was doing This Week in Blackness, you know, years prior to, you know, Spawn on Me becoming a thing, there are so many different spaces in which you could find camaraderie, you can find community. And yeah, it is really interesting to have that layer of like, anytime you talk about any kind of social justice commentary, the internet has nothing to do, it has nothing but like negative things to kind of throw you away. But I will say that I think we've also found our own flock in that same way, you know, like it, it hasn't been uh always a, a a a pretty a pretty road but it feels like the people that we've been pulling together in our caravan have really you know dug the information and, and and dug the way that we do it yeah i mean you just mentioned three channels that like like i've never heard of yeah. so cool i can take an opportunity to educate myself on other creators sure. right i think um speaking of like the flock like not just in um like your circle but uh kind of there, this is one of the things I wanted to talk about on the podcast. I'm working on my stumbling as I go, <laughs> but um, kind of this this really neat revolution of um, kind of telling the audience. It's like this is who I am. This is what we fight for. Um, you can go yeah. at any yeah. time. You're invited. You're uninvited uh, <laughs> from the channel, or you're invited to um, reconsider. You know, uh, kind of take some lessons and learn. I was recently called woke garbage uh, <laughs> for like talk <laughs> for talking about. Uh, we made a big deal out of it, but like we were talking about like uh, 
vaccine mandates and we were like yeah get your shot because uh grayson who works at hang time mm-hmm. was um he almost died of covid um and so we were very big promoters on taking care of yourself and like the idea that somebody would be upset by that the the creators have now taken the power um to say well we're not for you go away yeah i mean it, it, it has been a weird balance right where you know even if you just look at twitch spaces you just look at the streaming spaces in that way and you say you know for a long period of time the the prevailing uh rule set for if you were a content creator was don't talk about religion don't talk about sex don't talk about we can talk about sex don't talk about politics um and don't do some of those things and i feel like there's been a moment in time that happened you know, I'm not going to say that we helped to spark a lot of that. We had a we had a, a nice space to, to to kind of occupy within that. But I think, you know, that conversation of like, why are you not supposed to talk about these things if they are not important? Or is it just that you don't have the language to jump into that conversation in a real way? And I think I think we're finding out the people who can have those conversations and the folks who are stumbling their way through it because they they don't really. If you would have pulled them out of their, their their content creation chair, they wouldn't have those conversations anyway, right? This so is like they're not they're not adding yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, and I I think obviously there is a, a large swath of creators that like they don't want to talk about politics, yeah. but it's because like they they genuinely aren't interested or. Um, you know, I've met some content creators that genuinely didn't want to talk about stuff because they're like. Hey, I'm in. I don't know anything mm. <laughs> about this. So, not saying that like everyone like should be doing this, but um, for me, kind of like seeing the kind of funny guys kind of uh, be okay was like for me what what you know gave me confidence to say it's all right. The the right people will find you that are there to watch you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Um. But I was watching. I'm sorry, we just like dove into like oh. the heaviest possible con. con no, we talked. We chatted it up. It's a, I got a drink in my yeah. hand. If you've seen it, oh, in the mason jar. Oh my god, that's some East Texas. Shit right <laughs> um, but um, man, like so obviously there was like, like black creators that were giving the platform a voice, yep. right? And in this time of, especially in the gaming space, where uh gaming the gaming industry seems disproportionately more inclusive than gamers Mm -hmm. um in in like just by going on sites and looking at comments right if you look at um ign you know you got people that are really mad about um i don't like like a like a black lead in in a movie it's like i hate this how could they do that to my movie and stuff (laughs) um like whenever you're like with respawn on me mm-hmm. and operating in this kind of uh kind of mine mine privileged like this is my game these are my movies this is my nerd mm-hmm. culture kind of space like what um how has that affected like the content you've made or just like how you think like as a creator um I think for me, you know, Spawn on Me has always kind of come from a space that has thought about itself in the, well, I'm not thought about it because it's not sentient. The podcast is sentient. It does what it wants. <laughs> yeah. um, but when I have been trying to think, figure out what the kind of ethos of what the show was supposed to be for, of course, you know, you're when you 
click the button for episode one that's not what you think about you're thinking about is it sound does it sound okay is, is are things working is my microphone on you mm-hmm. know 50 shows in you start to kind of understand what where you have a voice and where you are resonating with your audience you know 100 episodes in you kind of should have an idea of like who you are in that space but when you've been doing it for a really long time again we've been doing i've been doing this for about nine years your motivations change a lot too you know what i mean so like in the beginning it's just a matter of being heard and you wind up kind of feeling like you have an obligation to be a connected piece of the conversations that are happening in that same tone and in that same voice because you haven't found your own yet and i feel like Mm -hmm. when we found our own voice and figured out like oh okay it's not about coddling people's feelings and it's not about you know uh, making a space safe for terrible thought or terrible people like there should be no safe harbor for folks who are like that like there shouldn't be a space where those folks get to just rock and do what they need to do in that way without some kind of opposition voice and even even interestingly enough when you talk about kind of funny one of my own personal gripes, and I've, you know, I've had this conversation with Greg Miller, you know, had a kind of kind of funny, one of the heads of kind of funny years ago was to say, I was disappointed at the fact that kind of funny didn't talk about some of the issues that we wanted to hear them talk about because they felt like they didn't have the right roster of people on the show to talk about that conversation, or they didn't have enough of a vocabulary to kind of dig into that. And when they when they did initially, they got it right sometimes and they t- sometimes stepped in a couple of potholes, but I think that they've always continue to say, we are not the folks who are the, you know, so, uh, um, subject matter experts on a lot of these things. That's the reason we want to pull those people onto our show to have those conversations so that they can help inform me, um, you know, me as in, th- as in kind of funny and also their audience who also a lot of times is of those same kinds of, uh, backgrounds. Of course, kind of funny's audience is super vast and 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 wide in that way. Um, but initially, it was still a lot of those conversations that were happening about like, why are we talking about this woke stuff? Why do we care about that stuff? Yeah. And 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 they they pushed against that, which has been great. Yeah, I think it's it's a matter of uh, it's a matter of comfortability and like everybody has to be on the same page with that kind of stuff or you know, it could, it could cause infighting. Um, you know, those are, those are, those are topics and fundamental things that like everybody needs to be congruent yeah. on, or, um, even from a professional standpoint with colleagues, it could be like really, like really rough, but the, they, they really did lead the shift. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you pointed out the fact that it's, you know, they get stuff wrong. I get, I get stuff wrong. Like today, you know, um, we were talking about, uh, like the Activision Blizzard stuff on stream. And I think I, I might've upset some of the audience <laughs> when I was like, well, not buying their games is, is not the only solution. In fact, could hurt like the people who create those games that aren't yeah. sexually assaulting stuff. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I think it's about, like that inspires me to, and then people were talking about Ubisoft. So instead of me just like dying on a hill, like I'm going to go look at the Ubisoft stuff now and see like what that situation is. And I think that, I think that's what, um, the kind of funny guys did that was so inspiring was it's like 
awesome. Thank you, audience, for helping to educate us so that we can be better hosts to you, yeah. right? And, and you know, in, like inviting other people onto the show and collaborating. I mean, we're collaborating right yeah. now. Like, and I and I, and I think so. that that's a layer of it too. That I think that you know most folks who who cater. And, and and I'll say this is the thing that I that I definitely when I'm looking at the kind of totality of the show and, and the audience that we have and you know folks who are a part of our Bricago uh, family, we cater to a conversation that is more you know progressive in that way. Like that you know it's it's a part of who I am as 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 a human being. It's my makeup politically. It's the way I kind of think about a lot of parts of the world. But also I understand that I don't know everything too. And I think that's a that's a, that's an important part of a lot of these conversations, where even the audience is now maybe even a little bit too woke for its own good, because it doesn't give space for people to not know things who are in positions of visibility or or, or that kind of stuff to be like, well, why don't you know that you 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 are a, a person who knows about DNI work and you're a person who says that they are for X Y and Z. Why don't you know that? And I was like, uh -huh. well, you learned it at some point too. You didn't just know it. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of stuff wasn't even here when we when when we were growing up. Like we are definitely living in a, in a space where we're learning about things in a different way. We're learning about you know multiple souls and 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 multiple versions of conversations around gender and sexuality, all that stuff. Uh -huh. Those weren't they were they were practices. They were they didn't have words that were attached to them. They didn't have language that described those things when we were growing up. So now people are learning about what that language is and it's consistently and constantly changing. So it's like when people are like, well, why don't you know that? And I'm shaming you for not knowing that thing. And how can you be an advocate? All that mm -hmm. stuff. I was like, you got to yeah. give people space to learn. And if you're not, then how are you actually going to be a, 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 an ally worth your, any, any salt? Yeah. Um, Peter was actually talking uh, to that specifically today. Mm -hmm. He, he was like one of the, one of the, the hardest things about, uh, I, I, pretty much everybody in our office would identify as like very liberal and progressive. Our issues is that like we will we will eat each yes. other, you know, in uh like in our uh in our fight we will we will we, even as liberals like we all have uh, different lines, right? And that some of that some of those lines are ignorance or like a lack of education, just like we we didn't see the news, yeah. right? And um, I think you're right. It's just uh, we have to we have to learn uh, like tolerance in our understanding and comprehension. The, the uh, blessing and the curse of the of the progressive movement is the fact that we're all moving through one corridor through one doorway, and we all yeah. see the people at the end of the hallway who are who are messing it up for everybody else, and we all have arrows and we're shooting at them. But the people who are, yeah. Yeah, if you're not in the front of that line, everybody else in the back of that line is shooting the person in the front in the ass with an arrow. I think that's a wonderful <laughs> analogy. It's just like we're all, we're all, we're all kind of crammed into the door seals and we've started to like push each other in the face and stuff so we can get into yeah. this, um, this world of um, kind of like perfect tolerance and acceptance of, um, you know, uh, race, gender, uh, the whole thing yeah. so uh but yeah all right this is already an awesome <laughs> show i'm so excited um i was looking at uh that video again because i was honestly curious because i've 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 seen so many people post about it and you know uh jeff shouted it out during game awards uh and all that stuff the uh a lesson on blackness yep. 
And um, I was so I was really surprised that it didn't have a million views, mm. right? Um, I think a comment pointed that out. Yeah, um, I, was, I remember that comment. They were like, in the video <laughs> during the segment, it had 12,000 views. Your video only has 6,000 views. And I was like, well, tell more uh, people. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I was like, I was like, yes, that's called video editing, my child. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> video editing for effect, my child. You razored and moved. It yeah, quick. I'm like, but you'll um, be okay. So I just wanted to highlight that fact that, um, like, everyone in our circles, like, kind of pass pass that video along. Mm. Uh, it's linked in the comments. I've got a card right there. Uh, let's see if I remember to put that awesome. in um, for you to go check out that video, um, and then uh, fall into the playlist. So, uh, in the, in the gaming space, uh, are you kind of seeing that your demographics as far as like who watches and stuff? Mm. Um, like, d- like if it's, if it's like a safe haven or not a safe haven, but if it's, it's, it's a place for black creators is, is respond on me, uh, respond on me kind of folk. Oh, we both have the same designer. By yes. the way, I want you to know yes. that. Hang yeah, time, yeah, 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 hang yeah. time and respond oh, yeah. on me. And the same, same, same thing. So, um, what, how is your content? Like besides the podcast, obviously you do like a lot of gaming news and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, how is that kind of, um, enmeshing together? Um, I mean, I think, I think a lot of people who are, um, thinking about what spawn on me is from like a kind of baseline perspective. I tell people all the time, I was like, like we do a lot of the conversation around all those social issue topics, but we're really a generous generalist show. This is like an industry kind of layered show where, mm-hmm. you know, it's news of the day, what I've been playing, people who want to give a shout out, like those kinds of segments are baked into what um, our show is. So it's like the question I usually get is when they hear about the, the layer of the social, you know, justice parts of it, they're like, you know, I'm a white guy. Can I listen to your show? And I was like, you should definitely be listening to the show. <laughs> I was like, if there's anybody <laughs> yes. who should be listening to the show, it's probably you. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> you'll get, you'll probably learn a thing or two about like the way to maneuver and, and, and navigate some of the space. Uh-huh. But like for our demographic, like we, we, we kind of, interestingly enough, we have a, a like maybe almost half and half black and white audience, mm-hmm. or at least, you know, folks who, who identify. Um, and then it winds up splitting in a whole bunch of different different other ways where I think, you know, yeah, of course, we the, the the show itself, the foundation is to speak towards and with a, a tongue that speaks in voice so that black people understand it, because it's like, once you're in there, you just know. But it's never been one in which the conversations or the the kind of way that the show is done precludes anybody else from trying to listen to it or feel like yeah. they can get good information from it or you know I've, I've had many many white 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 folks in the space be like i love your show and i was like good <laughs> good yeah. listen to it share it and and, and and we'll figure it out but it hasn't changed any in terms of like balancing out those two things i think it's mm-hmm. it's it's dependent upon so much of the news of the day and then you know, sometimes you even get tired of not uh, of putting a woke spin on a conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think so I think yeah. even for me, you know, all of those layers intertwine. But I think for me, the the crux of it is uh, it's a nuanced conversation. Like uh, nuance is a thing that I care about. I, I jokingly say yeah. our show is trying to bring nuance back to the internet. Um, uh-huh. But but that to me is the is the crux of all that. I was like, you will get a hot take. 
randomly, but most of the takes are tepid. They are they are they are very very nuanced positions. Yeah, it's like a it's like a gloss. It's still like this little. Yeah. It's like a like a like a membrane and, um. In many ways, a filter. I mean, and that's the cool thing about nuance is nuance will alienate the most extreme <laughs> in opposition, mm -hmm. right? Like if you can, if you can just speak tactfully and nuanced and then you can still piss people off, then it's like, that's the kind of audience <laughs> that you probably don't want watching, watching I, your show. I mean, right? but that's who, that's who, that's who we have though, right? Again, it's like, I think, especially if you're running a show that is not trying to do the hot take version of conversations around these really important topics then you wind up pick, pissing people off because they think you're a fence sitter, which is interesting, which oh, is interesting yeah. because <clears throat> I think if you listen to the, the kind of like overarching narrative of our entire show throughout the, the nine years, we've never sat on fences. Like we're very much like, no, that's, that's terrible. And you should say something about uh -huh. that or, Hey, maybe it's not as bad as you thought it might be. Maybe you just chill out. And that feels like hedging bets and sitting on fences now because we live in such a, binary kind of conversation right now so yeah it's it's weird <laughs> definitely weird yeah well it's something we have to have to navigate yeah. what's um so tell me a little about about yourself like as a creator like where like where did it all start um just in talking with like bruce and doing a show with lawrence in the past um these one-on-ones that i'm kind yeah. of doing to like let the guys stream and let me kind of do this at night um they very much turn to like where does it where does it come from yeah. you know like what's what's kind of the story what do you love about it Ooh, um i mean I, I it all came from a a couple of different interesting places like i think the first place it came from was um you know just having a love of video games in general i've been playing games since i was like 3 i'm 43 now uh you're 43 43 baby oh my God. <clears throat> 43 baby Ah oh, shit! Oh, Forty three, no. baby. Forty three. I thought you were. I thought you were twenty. I wish I was twenty three. Okay, but really, I thought I thought you were like twenty. I wish I, I would. I would. <laughs> hey, if I can go back to the beginning of my thirties and and redo that now with the knowledge I have, oh, I'd be banking money anyway. Oh yeah. But I think I think um, <laughs> you know, it started from one a place of like feeling not great about who I was as a human being. Actually, I think, you know, I was feeling down at all on myself. I was working a union job back in New York. I'm originally from the Bronx, uh, Bronx, New York. Um, and was working a union job doing it and was feeling real bad. I was like, oh, I hate this. This feels bad. Like, I don't like teaching old people how to use technology and then them laughing at me. Oh yeah. Uh, cause they don't need, they don't give a shit. They don't, oh, I'm sorry. They don't give a crap. Uh, no, okay. you're fine. um, and I sat there at my desk and I was like, man, I wish, I wish that I could feel smart. Like when I get, I have an outlet, I need to talk about some of the stuff that's in my mind. Um, and it wound up becoming a blog first. So I did the spawn point blog. That was like maybe 12 years ago. I did that for a couple of years. Great name. Like way to like way to be on it. It was, it was, it was there. It was there and it was an yeah. easy jump to, to our name now. But I think the best we did with that project or the project when I was doing it was Sony picked us up for the PlayStation blog because <clears throat> we were doing similar content. Um, around a game uh -huh. called Sound Shapes, and they were like, "Ooh, like you're doing interviews with the the people who are making stuff in our game. 
like would you want to do that and then put it on our on our playstation blog and i was like oh i can do that and you would let me do that like oh, it's that's, a huge that is so cool huge thing as a, as a person who's getting like 200 views a, 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 <laughs> on, on, a, on a on a given day so that started the kind of initial part of the content creation layer I was like oh wow i love telling stories i love talking to people and interviewing them and figuring out ways to kind of connect those two the writing thing's not working maybe we do it in a podcast form and the podcast happened um and you know met met my my my, my former co-host uh cicero playing a game of 2k you know, they saw him we had a conversation he was like i'd like to write for your stuff i was like well that thing is going to die soon you can write for it but we're, we're moving over to something else and i was like you know i've always wanted to do a podcast would you think about doing a podcast and he was like oh wow i've never done one we should maybe think about that so I'd, i had done a show prior to that on google plus with a couple of friends it was like a big ensemble show like 20 20 people uh -huh. in a room it was all bad and terribly produced and it was awful. 20, a 20 person, 20 person show, show is probably going to be bad. Um, <laughs> uh, and did that and then did spawn on me and started that process. But it kind of started from just this feeling of saying, well, the people who I love in this space, who I look up to the giant bombs, the, the one up.com stuff like the one up show and, you know, so, so yeah. much, so much good content, you know, kind of, you know, IGN and Greg stuff and, and all those things, you know, like I was like, there's no one here who I see who looks like me at all. There's two yeah. people like I was like yeah. N guy Kroll uh, and then Will O'Neill were the two, were the two guys. And Will was like, you only knew him because, yeah. well, you knew him because he was doing stuff on the old G4 network. He was the, he was one of the black hosts there. Um, uh -huh. doing Attack of the Show. And then uh, Nguy Kroll was on Game Trailers that Jeff Keighley used to host. Um, and I was like, well, oh, well, there's people here who, are, who look like me are doing this. Like, why don't we know more about them? And there has to be more of them, right? Like, there's got to be. <laughs> there's got to be, be more. more. Um, yeah. And that kind of started the conversation. I mean, I was in college. I used to do college radio, and I had a DJ, I had a DJ show, all that kind of stuff. But, uh -huh. you know, the idea of like making a thing and having it live and then and then continuing to do that every week, that was very, very foreign uh, to me. This is like the only thing that I've stuck with longer than, you know, but my marriage is the longest version of a thing that I've stuck with and continued to be good. on. How long have you been married? Oh, uh, gosh, we've, uh, we're coming up on our 10th anniversary. We've been together, we've been me together too. for 12 and we're coming up on our 10th in, in April. So very, very yeah. excited for you. I got, I got my 10th. Yeah, I got my 10th on uh, on the 21st. No, the 20th. We got married a day before our, our six-year anniversary. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, so it's been a that long is, time. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about marriage in a yeah, second. Yeah. But yeah, it is it is funny, like, thinking back to, like, um, my official PlayStation magazines. It's like, yeah, there's nothing but white dudes in there. Like, it's, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then... And then whenever I remember when, so YouTube was still young, but I was interning at um, Screw Attack, mm -hmm. and Andre Blacknerd was one of their like uh, they had this kind of cool, pretty cool partnership program back in mm -hmm. the day. Um, but I remember just being like, "Wow, this really is like the only black nerd on the yep. internet." Like, <laughs> yep. uh, but in, in hindsight, like that's so much. That's so terrible. Like, <laughs> it's like it's like the internet was it's i mean obviously it's still catching up right yeah. it's it's it needs to start to equalize but that's really strange to think about like you know you see um 
like inclusions, like obviously really important. You know, when, you know, when Black Panther come out, came out, it was finally like, oh my gosh, finally yeah. like, a, a, a huge budget, you know, uh, black led cast, um, for representing black people. And just going off what you just said, like that must really suck as a nerd who's looking up to games journalism. Yeah. <laughs> in comparison. Oh, for sure. I mean, That's I mean, the, the interesting part about like all of those, all of those bits is like, if you ask people who are in the space, like who are the folks who are doing the work and who are the folks who are visible, it's always a very, very kind of, you know, lopsided conversation. Like I knew, you know, Will was doing work there, you know, and guy Kroll was doing this thing. Sterling McGarvey, who was a personal friend who uh, I hang out with often here, here in Portland, you know, he was a part of, you know, G4 for a bit doing work there. And, and again, it's like, you know, folks, when you're starting to creep up to the industry and see stuff where you'll see, you know, in, in various forums, I'm like, well, who are the journalists who are, who are of color? And in and, and those conversations, mm -hmm. you then you go look them up and see where they, where they're doing stuff. But it is one of those things where, like, if you don't, if you're not paying attention to it and you're not privy to the idea that, you know, we occupy a lot of different spaces and are like either the folks who are you know, the foundation of what a thing might have started to be or have contributed, you know, greatly to a conversation. You know, when I when I ask most of my white counterparts about the conversation about what like Jerry Lawson, right? Like Jerry Lawson made the made the the cartridge, you know, and without him, video games would never mm -hmm. be what they are, right? Yeah, I think I saw there was a little bit ago. I think it was like an anniversary or something like that. Or we we might have yes, talked about it. Some, you know, there's a bunch of people who have talked about it over the yeah. past couple of years. But it is a layer of that. Like, if you don't know and you're not told and you don't have a space, and those folks who are making content also don't have a venue to talk about their contributions, then you wind up having that overarching narrative that you don't that you don't get around. Yeah, yeah I think that's like a perfect example because it's like this this guy yeah jerry loss it's like it's it's strange to see a picture of a black man from i get i'm looking it's probably the 70s mm -hmm. or uh early 80s or something like that it's strange to see that picture because it's always um shigeru miyamoto yep. or um you know the guy who invented like palm the right or you know um, and I, I, I genuinely was like, it, it was, it was so unnatural, um, not because he's a person yeah. of color, but because like they're there, it's just the game games culture doesn't show them. Yeah. 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 It's know? not a conversation that has merit until people decided that it had merit. Right. And even now, even if you think yeah. about it now, Jerry still doesn't get his due for his contribution to what the gaming space was. It's usually, uh, uh, Miramoto and 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 those folks in in that space who get that kind of like reverence too, right? Like there's a reverence for them and what they've laid down in 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 the East. Um, so it's it's really interesting just to see how some of those things will kind of come up and and they do show themselves, but they also are like very very hidden still. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because obviously like Miyamoto is is kind of like a a person mascot for Nintendo, yeah. right? And it's like if Jerry Lawson wasn't a person of color, like would he have been? You know, in that especially in that mm -hmm. time, like, you know, like 30, 40, 20, 30 years ago. Um yeah. But um yeah. 
all interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I hope people think about that and consider that. And look, look up the people. If you're, the days of reading are gone. <laughs> but if you're, but if you're reading a review on uh, a reputable site or something like that, click the click the writer. It's usually They'll nice to do so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Click who click who wrote it. If you see a YouTube video that was edited and it's it's like and you and you were like, man, that was an incredibly edited video. Click the editor. Mm. Just go just go take a look. Um, and and give them a follow on Twitter. They love that. And stuff. tell them I need some videos edited because I need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, man, what an awesome, rich podcast this is. What um, so what are you working on right yeah. now? What are you What are you making? Uh, so the show is continuing to go out every week. We do our our show drops on a Wednesday. We do the live show uh, on Wednesday on Twitch.tv slash Spawn on Me. Uh, and then Friday that goes out on the audio feeds. Uh, we're doing a little bit of revamping to our YouTube stuff, so that's like holding off on a minute. I'm not really pushing any videos up there right now until I go through a nice YouTube audit and be like, Hi, why is my channel suck? Uh, uh-huh. uh, but like, there's a couple of things I'm working on. So I'm going to be hosting Venture Beats uh, conference in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm supposed to be hosting another kind of event in another couple of weeks. Tell me, tell me about the tell me about the Venture Beat conference if you can. Uh, yeah, they're they're throwing the you know if you're familiar with Venture Beat and those folks, Games Beat, Dean uh, Takahashi, and the rest of that crew, uh, they do various kinds of uh, conferences throughout the year. Usually, the biggest one is Game Summit, where they bring in pulling all these fantastic folks from throughout the gaming universe to kind of talk about what they do. Uh, across various topics so they're doing another one i think this one is going to be around the vr space if i'm not mistaken okay uh and that'll be dropping in the next couple of weeks uh you'll see more about that on on their twitter feed so check them out at GamesBeat. um and then you know before the end of the the month is out uh we're going to be putting on our award show called the spawnies which i am very very excited uh-huh. about um have you started the nomination process for that? I think I saw a tweet go up. About we were, we're going to share our nominees uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, and then this week, or I'm sorry, on the, the week of the uh, 10th or 11th, I think. Uh, so if you're watching this in the future, you, you've already seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to date the episode. I'm, I'm out of practice. No, no worries. So. Uh, that's my fault, actually. I should I, I messed that up. But <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, um, you know, we're talking about our our show and when it's going to be airing. So you know, one of the things that was missing in the space was, you know, we have a, a couple of award shows that have some reverence in the space. I think Dice is the kind of biggest insider version of yeah. what that looks like, and then you have the Game Awards, which is kind of more the Oscars version of that show. Um, I would say with both shows, I think that there is a a, a layer that they touch that is um, very, very important. And I think I've learned a lot about what that um, and, and how necessary it is to have those kind of spaces for us as folks within the gaming industry to you know talk about why we're doing good things in the world and and showcase and give our 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 friends and colleagues, you know, a pat on the back about the work they do for the games that they make. Um, yeah, our show is going to do a little bit of that because it's a it's a very traditional game of the year show. Um, but the things that make it different are that one are the, the names of our awards are ridiculous. We have some of the best yeah. names that that are just on the planet. Uh, you got a favorite? Um, the Jamiroquai is my favorite. <laughs> oh my god! So we have one award called the Jamiroquai uh, that is for, that is for our best <laughs> VR game of the year uh, because of the virtual insanity tie-in. You know, you know that from the, from the back. 
But um, the other thing that makes it very special and different is the fact that, like, for the most part, we're going to have about 90% of everyone you see on camera, on air, during our broadcast be people of color and from marginalized spaces. That's the thing that none awesome. of these other gaming award shows have ha have done. Uh, it's not a thing that has been a goal uh, to be even you know to have that be a layer of an award show in the video game industry. Uh, and and I'm excited to do it. It's excited to be the person who's going to bring that to 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 the reality in in 2022. So it'll be me and, and Rihanna Manuel uh, as my co-host, and it's going to be a blast. It's super super fun. Awesome. It sounds super fun. When when is I'll 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 link it whenever it goes up. I'll, I will remember. Yes. I swear yes. to come yes. back and put it in the description. Yeah, yeah. Um, but cool. Yeah, I'm very very excited. Uh, for that. It's going to be real cool. What a so I I with the old Game Attack channel that we used to have uh, that was long dead because of everything we did to it. <laughs> um, I had that audited as well. Um, have you have you like had somebody take a look at it or are you just gonna uh, yeah yeah it? like we're, i'm supposed to be connecting with some folks who who are doing really well in the space and who have grown some channels into into formidable ones and i'm just like i i need you to help me not only look at the channel from a logistics nuts and bolts perspective but i need you to look at my content and say like look I do an hour long podcast that no one's going to sit through for an hour on YouTube. How do we chunk this thing up to, into something that people would want to watch? Um, yeah. If if you if you're going to hit up Daryl Eves, yeah. who <laughs> I, I I paid him the Daryl Daryl Eves money to take a look, I can save you and just say make a podcast channel, make a podcast make a podcast clips yeah. channel, and. Don't ever post anything that aren't podcasts to the podcast channel. <laughs> Don't ever post anything that's not a podcast clip channel. So that's that's why we split. And, and I was like, thanks, Daryl. You're the greatest. <laughs> and, then, and then I paid him. Um, so that's why we split our channels to the Hang Time Podcast. Our current, like the master channel that has like the 100,000 subs yeah. on it. That's going to be like a short form BOD content nice. channel once we get into the new studio. And then that's why we have the raw channel. I'm so tempted to make a podcast clips channel, but I'm very, very overwhelmed right now. And I'm trying to hold it. I'm, I'm with uh, you. Like I'm debating now. I'm like thinking about, it. I'm like, should I just, should I just start this thing over from scratch? Should I just dump all the videos that are in it and start over? Like what's the, what's the yeah. way to actually do this? How the heck do you start a, a clips channel? That's a, a side and get the little, you know, attachment that goes from here to here. So, you know, it's a, a part of the same big brand. I'm like, I don't know any of that crap. I'm learning. Yeah, I know. I'm learning. Like, I, I like when I started, uh, I've made content for like channels that had like millions and millions of subscribers yeah. and stuff. So I always have like this really, um, uploading is such a big mm -hmm. deal, right? It's like this big event that is going to cost your company money and stuff, which it is. But, um, when I was talking to Daryl, I was like, look, YouTube scares the living shit mm -hmm. out of me. Um, should I just unlist every video on here? And he goes, if your content's going to be different, you need to unlist every single video on yeah. the channel. Uh, I was like, there's 2,600 mm -hmm. videos though. Are you sure? And, he, and I was like, I've worked on this for four years, man. And he was like, you gotta. Yep. And, and I was like, I think the the big thing for me with like is, is going to be... Um, like when we start posting, he was like, just treat it like it's a new channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just pretend, just pretend the hundred thousand people aren't even there. Yeah. Uh, because YouTube isn't serving them anyway. It's just Yeah, they're know, they're connected. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna start with a YouTube channel, you might as well 
you know, you might as well keep the one with the subscribers yeah. on it. Yeah, so. we're we're at a we yeah. just I think we might be reaching up and in, in, inching up on five k subscribers, which is you know it, that's awesome. It, it's moving. We're on our we're on our way to two k. Right I ain't mad at it. Look, I want to play button at some point in this in this life. I want I want to play button. Mm-hmm. Oh that's, man, that's all. I, I'll get Let to one hundred k and then shut the whole channel down and be like, I'm done. I <laughs> I have a I have a silver one hundred k play yeah. button. I have I have seen the million Ugh. play button in person. Ugh. I've seen it, it before. Must be beautiful. The the hundred K play button is about this yeah. big. I want one. I I, I need a I, I need want a big I want one. one. Like I need it. Yeah. It'll happen. You'll have, you got you have to will it into existence. I need hundred K subs, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and you need to collab with Mr. Beast. Yeah. That's, that's how you'll grow now. Um okay, let's get personal. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's talk about you and the missus. How does she like you being a content creator? Oh, she had a real rough time of it in the beginning. She had a real rough time of it, me playing video games for the beginning. So we we are very much a uh, country mouse, city mouse couple. Uh, uh-huh. We went back in New York. Uh, she was an intern, so it was scandalous. And I, I was oh, like, hey, you're an intern. Hey, I'm not an intern. <laughs> I've already made many, many rules about not crapping where I eat. This is not, I might, because I like uh-huh. you, I might break my rule. Uh, and then twelve years later, she is my wife. Uh, well, you can't you can't fault it because it worked out so well. You know, it's hey, a, she she like, she knew the you, champ. She knew she knew who she knew who the champ was. It was like I'm I'm, I'm picking one. you, Brett. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was also interesting because uh, you know video games have been a huge part of my life for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And at the time when we start, first started to date, um, she came over to my apartment. We were, we were hanging out. I was playing some games before she came in and, and the screen was still up. Um, what was on the hold screen? On, hold man. on, hold tell on, me hold about on. It. Oh, hold God. oh, you got to hold on. You got you got so we're, so we're hanging out, we're vibing. So she like sees it. And one of the characters is kind of scantily clad on the screen. Oh, tell and me she's me. like, and she, is it I? No, 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 you're right. Right. <laughs> so close. But so, so, you know, she sits there and she's like, well, what, what is, what is this? Are you watching porn? Like, you were like, what are you watching? Oh, and I was like, no, I was like, oh, this is Mortal Kombat. Oh, I was like, oh, okay. this is, I was like, this is Melina. And, and, and I'm like, <laughs> this is Melina and she's better than you in and every I was way. Like, Get yeah, out. Right? <laughs> Get stabbed right in the middle of my apartment. And yeah. the funny thing was like, I hit play to like show her what it was. And it was the middle of a, and it was in the middle of a fatality animation. Oh yeah. <laughs> So she like instantly walks in on a almost butt naked woman who is eating the face of another human being or another character on the screen. And all that to say is that in the initial parts of our, of our dating, her being in social work school at the time oh, no. made her think that I was a freaking psycho. And then that, is- that was like all the things you hear about, you know, video game playing adult men yeah. um, in that way. <laughs> I think on the, in the content creation side, I think she didn't have a, a real understanding of like what it, what I was trying to do or like how important it was or any of that kind of stuff until yeah. maybe a couple of years into it. Because we were, you know, still in the kind of like early stages of, of, of our marriage. So, you know, one of the biggest conversations, you know this, you know, you're dating anyone, there's that big conversation about, you know, how do, how do funds work within a, a, a relationship? You know, how do you deal with money uh-huh. as a couple? You know, are, are you spending yeah. your money or are you spending our money? You know, is you know those mm-hmm. conversations and stuff like that, um, and 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 it wound up being really interesting because I just don't think she understood that me as a person who also 
made a lot of my friends through video game spaces and through social spaces. Um, she didn't understand like there's a layer there of that camaraderie and that connection to other human beings that is not mm-hmm. the kind of usual ways that we think about friendships, right? You don't think about your circle of people who you have who support you in your life. Maybe you've never even met them before. You've never even seen them in person before, but they are like a huge parts of your life because you've been gaming together for a long period of time. So it's explaining gaming culture and explaining what I'm trying to do as a content creator. As a, And again, you know, all those layers uh-huh. kind of come to that conversation. Yeah. And it was really weird in the beginning, you know, and she was like, I don't know if I like you playing the super violent stuff around me. I was like, well, when you go home, that's when I'll start playing. It'll be fine. And I was like, yeah. I was like, you'll be okay. I'll adjust you. I'll adjust you, girl. It'll yeah, be fine. but like, I actually was, it was a complete opposite. And it was, it was, it was a very telling moment within our own relationship where it wasn't uh-huh. a like, is it me or the games conversation? Because I told her, I was like, if it's a me or the game, me or the games conversation, it'll be the video games because they have been with me yeah. for longer than you have. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 like music. Yeah. It's like movies. I mean, you can't it's it's like her favorite book, you know? Yeah. It you can't you can't fight nostalgia, you can't fight um this product enmeshment, especially cuz video games obviously they're so so much different than any other yeah. medium, but um yeah, I think a similar story with me, it was um you know, I, I met my wife in mm. high school when we were, you know, 17 and uh, we've been been together really long, to, like sixteen years coming up, and uh, you know she's she's watched she's watched me go from playing Dead Rising, <laughs> you know, to um, like you know getting sponsored to make a Hot Wheels stream, mm-hmm. right? Like she's been there the whole time, and I think only so. Uh, Chelsea like runs the business mm. of hang time, right? She's admin. She used to work at a bank. She's run teams bigger than our company. Right. And um, I think from the gaming perspective, she just like got to see the entire thing. happen. Mm. Like, like I like video games. Um, I don't want to hang out with you right now. Cause this <laughs> new game came out. Um, uh, you know, it's like, Hey, I'm taking a week off because GTA five is right. coming out. Will you take me to the midnight release of black ops, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, so she's seen it all go down, but from the content perspective, she really, she's vocalized this, but she really didn't understand until she was working it mm. where, where she had to, so she also runs our social media and she's not a mm. gamer. So she had to submerge herself in it. And she was like, this is, this is so, so catastrophically like bigger and more important to uh these folks than she could have ever imagined but it's been it's been an interesting trip uh she actually has to because in college i would stay up with my friends and um because i waited tables i went to college i went to school waited tables at night played video games with, with my friends right and she has to now sleep with the tv on and kind of loud because she can't fall asleep if there's not a dude yelling about Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo <laughs> H Remix in <laughs> the other room. So uh, uh, yeah. has that, has it Just changed running. a lot of the ways that because I think I think for my wife she she wound up getting an appreciation for it and and not uh-huh. just in the kind of like oh well this is a cool thing that you do but like did she did she then get to see like again how that affected your community and your audience and like, you know, fan mail and stuff like that. Did you have that moment where you're like, baby, look, I got fan mail. 
Yeah, I think um, I think it, it, when anybody leaves a, a nice comment, I think she's still like really nice about it. If anybody says something nice in the Discord, she'll still say, look it, somebody said, mm. you know, you're, you were really funny today in the Discord. And I'm like, well, thanks. Um, but from like a appreciating the video games as a... Uh, as a standpoint, I really do think it was just like I beat her over the head with <laughs> like how much I love video games. It was uh, again, she's like a t- complete non gamer. Um, I think I think the tipping. I actually I do think there is one. There was a really well written IGN article mm. about about just gaming in general. And the only thing I really remember about the article was it was explaining how in a video game, if 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 there's a lake in a video game. There's probably something down there. Yeah, you can go yeah, yeah, yeah. And find. If there's a cave in a video game, you're gonna get an, an awesome. You're gonna get a, a an epic sword out of there, or something mm. like that. And this article, I I'm so frustrated. I I I should have bookmarked it because it's obviously it's stuck with mm. me, right? Um, I should have looked at who wrote it. <laughs> uh, but uh, that article was talking about how in a video game, uh, mostly like an open world video game, it is. Um, your sense of curiosity and discovery will be rewarded. Yep. It does like if I go out into the woods in real life, I could get lost and die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to find any, and I won't find shit. Right. right. But in a video game, if I go into the woods, I will find a fairy that will give my uh, give my rain resistant pants a damage buff against yep. electricity. <laughs> and I think I showed her that article, and she really I I remember the correspondence. She was like. I, thanks for sending that over to me. I think I get it now, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that I'm glad you asked that question. That was very that was very that's a nice memory. So yeah. Um, but yeah, was there was there like a was there like a, a moment for you where she was like, oh, I get it, or was it like, yeah. I've come to understand you as a person through like through time. the thing that you care about. There's a little bit of both. I think I think there was one moment where. Um, we got a piece of fan mail from a, a, a fan in Germany. Um, and I think we had just talked about, you know, black, black hair in games. And, and it was like one of our really good episodes that people liked. And You mean you're not satisfied with the three presets that all look very strange? I mean, like, you know, it's weird, <laughs> weird, almost dreads, uh, potential <laughs> kind of braids and bald with like stubble. Like it's like there's like yeah, six, it's like I, six of them, but they're and it's like not even ones that you would see on an actual like black barber yeah, it's chart. So frustrating. Um, but this but this uh, fan wrote in and, and from overseas and was like, you know, I I have not connected in my mind the conversations about the thing I love in terms of video games and music and how the creators of those spaces might be, you know, discriminated against or, you know, with a layer of, you know, how humanity and society touch the thing that you care about as a, as a, as a piece of content or a piece of entertainment in, a, in all those ways. And again, the, who, you know, going back to what you said, like click on the name of the author, right? Like go back and go find out mm-hmm. who those people are so you can give them, a, give them their props and their flowers. And he was like, I just never thought of that conversation. And, and then you have you being this black host and, and, and having a show that talks about that prism. 
is refreshing and i appreciate you you doing this and i and i and i really you know i shared this episode with my son so he could like hear it and do that kind of stuff oh that's wonderful and i took that letter and email and i was like babe look like this is this is what it this is why i'm doing this like this is the reason mm -hmm. why it's resonating like it's it's working um and I, and that stayed with me for a very very long time because i was just like well you never know if, you know if people are actually listening you see the numbers but you don't know what those numbers mean to people um, and I think mm -hmm. that's the, the the blessing right now is like now she understands from a very tactical perspective of like why I do a certain thing or why I have a certain person on the show or like, you know, when something in the world is happening that's 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 messed up of how I can be a voice for that energy in a way that I can through through spawn on me. So um, she she's gotten both the aha moment and the kind of like realization of like why it's important. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's incredible. Just like, it's so, it's so, uh, great to be affirmed. Um, even, even regardless of like, as, as far as, uh, like culturally what that did for that yeah. viewer, just knowing as a creator that I just made something because of who I am and what I want to, and, and the message I mm -hmm. want to create, I just made something that they've never seen before in their entire yep. life or never even thought about that's like I mean how exciting oh. is that I mean I know you've been doing this for a long time and you've been you've been in the space and and making great content and you know that your audience is vocal right about like what you what they want to see and, and and things that they they care about things that you have made for them that they've never seen for the first time uh -huh. when you're thinking about what that lands for them like I don't think a lot of people think about legacy when they think about you know the way in, when they're making content or doing that kind of work are you thinking about some of that stuff as again, it's like that weird treadmill of like, we're continuing making things, but we're also thinking about like, or is this doing a thing? Is it like actually resonating? When did you have that moment? Yeah. I think my, my resonation is, uh, my desire to resonate is, um, I'll, I'll be straight out. It's, it's more shallow than having a, um, than having a, like a culturally important or a space mm. important, but I would I would say it's just as personal, mm. uh, but a, a little shallower in that. Whenever we're making content, it is I want them to, from a business perspective, I want them to like it so much that they support it mm. with money, mm. right? That is that is our business, but the satisfaction is. Um, Whenever I go, if, whenever cons come back and I go to an event in mm. New York and they're like, hey, I saw you, we met already in Denver when you were on the road trip. Like you bought me chicken mm -hmm. wings, right? Um, or it's, um, it's, it's, it's them remembering this live experience that they had. Because uh, if you're new and you're watching Hang Time, we mainly focus on uh, live content mm. on Twitch. That's like our bread and butter. We get excited about live productions. And it's, uh, you know, we did like a 128-hour Persona Marathon. Yes, it crushed it. It made a, a great amount of money. It helped fund, um, like, we, we, we all started paying, uh, we started paying for health insurance after that. That's amazing. Half, right? <laughs> it was like, cool, that's great. But after the show, it was, I went home and I was like, man, that, cause we streamed it straight through. It was like, that was like a summer yeah. camp for a yeah. week where it was just staying up with your best buds, playing this game. You couldn't stop playing. 
And at the end of that stream, you know, this, uh, this community member wrote this like really, really sweet letter about just the entire experience. I read it live on mm. stream and like started crying cause you know, we were just exhausted and it had been so successful, but it's what's, what's different about live is when, when you meet somebody mm. or you meet a community member, a fan, obviously you made that video. That person will probably remember that for the rest of their life. Right. Um, from a live standpoint, I want people to think, I remember I was there when you did mm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily, I remember that incredible content you made, or I remember that, uh, really re- well-written, uh, video that you made with, uh, you know, a, a great message. I want people to remember, um, I guess not unlike um, the coolest guy at the party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I it's it's it it I guess it is kind of vain, but if through a live screen you can get somebody to remember something you did, especially from a live standpoint where you did it, mm. and then you get to say to that person, "Did you see that shit, motherfucker?" <laughs> and they're in the chat like, "Oh hell yeah, you're the greatest!" Like, <laughs> thank you so much, you know. Um, that's like, that's what the generation is there for me is we did a live thing and if possible, um, it is a, it is as close to somebody being on the couch beside us as we can get. I want that Mm. kind of memory to resonate. Um, I would have said when I started, it was, it was very similar to, um, I want to make content that people will, uh, baseline they'll laugh at they'll be entertained by um you know i have done some editorial work where i was like uh, I, i've done a couple of videos that are a little bit more reflective and um you know uh like trying to like resonate with the emotions of video games and stuff mm-hmm. like that uh which is which a, a nice comment on those is just as wonderful as anything uh, but to invite people digitally into my life is um, kind of the thing. That's kind of what the space is yeah. about. the The new studio, it's uh, our our content will inevitably still be us playing playing video games, but the way we intend on building out our sets and how we intend on um, implementing systems for donations and how we change cameras and stuff, it's going to be uh, Hang Time's vision is you are hanging out in this space with us digitally, not just watching us play the video yeah. game, right? Um, and that's that's what I want. I want them to remember that, oh, I remember that one time we hung out and like we watched you play Dead Space 2 for 10 hours. It was so <laughs> sick, you know? That's um, right. I love that. And it's it, it's it's honestly the simplest form of content creation is is live streaming and... Um, while I do love editing, while I do, I love writing. Uh, I, I'm an English major. I majored in creative nonfiction. Um, I should be a game journalist on paper. Uh, it's just, I'm better at being loud and obnoxious <laughs> than I am at being, ass- being assertive at the written, at the written word. But I, I know you, I know you mentioned this yeah. earlier, but you have to invite you down. Like, um, I haven't like announced this or even thought about it logistically yet, but the space that we have it is close to DFW International Airport, yeah. and um, like, if is there something you want to make that you don't have the room for? The answer is yes. Fly to my studio 
we will pr- help you produce it. And like all we, unless, unless you're like a big corporation, all we really want is for you to do it with us and have a good time and say where you are. Oh, I mean, I mean, so well, like, look, I mean, there, there are some projects that are in the, the, my mind's eye that I would love to do. Um, I think, you know, this is our, this is in my basement here in, in Portland. This is studio, it looks studio great. one, but there's a studio two across the other way that I'm working on too. So it's like seeing you build out your dream version of what your space is going to be has given me so much inspiration to like, all right, buckle down, like figure out what you really want it to be. Um, but I would love, oh, so but I would sweet. love to come down and, and rock with y'all and do some cool stuff. That would be super, super fun. Um, yeah, I mean, it. I, like my mentality is, is like we grow because of collapse. Yeah. Like we grow with because of people we work with. And if it's like if Ray Narvaez has an idea to do a giant outdoor stream, but he doesn't have like a safe place to do that, dude, drive your ass up to Austin or drive your ass up to yeah. Dallas. Like we will, we will do it with you, you know. And like e- this is like pipeline or pipe dream stuff but like you think about twitch and like all the productions they do in like los angeles that probably cost them a gazillion dollars it's like why don't you just fly your talent here and some crew people and you can pay us like next to nothing it would be it would <laughs> to, be rad dude to do it. it would be so do- yeah. like if you have that spot and people are like it's because it's not a collab house but it's like a a, a collab space right uh yeah, which which, exactly. which is even better because then you don't have to worry about people being stinky in your house <laughs> exactly it's like no you have to go get a hotel yeah, afterwards yeah, yeah, yeah. So like use the space <laughs> be, be, be good be good human beings but then get out <laughs> yeah but the dream the dream really is because like i want to hire more people i want to hire more hosts mm-hmm. um like i would love to get a, a more diverse roster of hosts you know um we just hired Peta. i would love to get a female host someday mm-hmm. and and just round out a really good group of people right but that's that the dream is to to make money when not live yeah. and just to be able to tell brands or creators like hey are you in Mississippi like and there's no place like there's no production houses in um Idaho yeah. it's like fly down like i won't charge you shit like, <laughs> if you if you just if you just give us the opportunity to make something cool with you yeah. right yep. so um I yeah. love that. So I was thinking, but, um, cool. Well, what else we got to talk about? Oh, I, I wanted to ask this earlier when we were talking about the yeah. ladies, what is, do you remember the first time you decided to not hang out with a girl so you could play a video game? Ooh. Um, it's interesting. Cause I'm a, I'm an introvert. So like uh-huh. that, that telling people like I need space is not hard. <laughs> like that part is actually not that difficult. You're like, I need, yeah, I need you to back up off me, um, emotionally and physically. I need you to back up off me. Uh, I need, I need time to go decompress and play video games for a while. I mean, that's kind of been my my go to thing. Has been like, you know, uh, had a, had a, a girlfriend in high school who, like, none of the girlfriends that I've ever dated or the women I've dated have been gamers, and it's like it's been so weird because it's been like in the past. Like I know all those women were pe- were playing games at the same times I was growing up, but it wasn't cool enough to be able to like I play video games. Hey, hey, do you play video games yeah. too? Like we missed a whole generation of potential dating gaming women 
in that in that oh, conversation because no. they just we just and we was, just got yeah stuck. we would just got stuck with our non-gaming gaming wife wives being the non-video game player <laughs> don't know what a controller is um oh, she's actually gosh. been she's actually been really really sweet about that kind of stuff actually she she so like her thing is she loves to read she's a she's a huge reader reading puts mm-hmm. me to sleep it makes me tired yeah um and you like constant action and gunfire to, to do things um <laughs> But she's been one of those people who's been like, all right, well, I want to learn a little bit about what your, you know, the space is, what the hobby is and all that kind of stuff. So we try to play games and she gets frustrated because of controllers and 17 yeah. buttons and, and XYZ. And we actually had this conversation the other night. She was like, she's like, I try your stuff. She did it with the, with the, the snarky, snarky uh-huh. move too. And I was like, you uh-huh. mother sucker. Uh, she was <laughs> like, you know, I, I play more games and try more games and you read books. And I was like, you're right. Cause I can't read. I was like, thank you for making me feel bad <laughs> while we sit here on the couch and just call, and just call me illiterate it's... to my face. I should have said that during the wedding, during our vows. It'd be like, I love you, illiterate bastard. But <laughs> but you didn't do that. And now we're stuck together playing video games and, and me not reading books because I can't read. Damn you. I love I love how we broke the ice with like these super hardcore topics. And now we're comfortable <laughs> talking about like just bullshit instead of like... Like, this is a great lesson for me as a podcast host. We're going to go back and watch the beginning. We're going to be like, oh, man, like, that's kind of tough. But next time I'll lead with, like, how's your wife? Is she? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though, right? Is like, I, I think that the, the beauty of all of that stuff is, like, I, you know, she's more, way, she's like, her thing is hiking. Like, she broke her foot uh, in, the, in the past oh, yeah. uh, about six months now. Um, and hiking was her jam. Like she'd love, she's like, I'm going hiking. I'll see you in like six hours. And I was like, you're walking a lot. Why, why are you walking so much? Like, do you find enjoyment in that? She's like, I love it. It's the best thing on the planet. It is like, brings me the most joy. And I was like, Uh she's like, would you want to hike? I was like, hell no, I don't want to hike. I was like, why would you ask me to do, do that physical thing to my body? And then expect me to look at this tree and be like, that tree is different than that tree. It's the same damn tree. I've seen this tree going that way and coming the other way. Why do you want to want me to go do this? And she was like, I just want you to understand the things that I like. And I was like, God damn it. What is this nonsense about mm. uh, 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 compromise and stuff? But and no, it's 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 actually, you know, because that sounds terrible as a human being, as a, as a man, I sound bad. Yeah. But it is one of those things of just being like when you have given a little bit of the the space to be like, all right, let's share this thing. Mm-hmm. And then they don't necessarily jump into the boat with you. You got to be like, all right, cool. You didn't jump in the boat. I, it's all right. <laughs> it's okay. I'll, I'm paddle myself and keep paddling. I've been paddling forever. Yeah. But, you know, I wish she was a gamer, but she's not. She's never going to be a gamer. She just wasn't. That wasn't her, it wasn't yeah. her jam. Yeah. It's important. It's important to find like new stuff to nerd out with together. Like, yeah. you know, Chelsea and I will, will watch a show and occasionally I was playing Far Cry 6 the other mm-hmm. night and I was like, Chelsea, come look at this. I got a paralyzed weenie dog in here. <laughs> <laughs> she came in there and like, she was like, oh, that's so sweet. And then like it got hit with a RPG and it died. All right. And she was, yeah, it was just like so sad. But, <laughs> you know, you kind of, you kind of find the blips of like, Hey, I'm having a moment right here. Why, like, check this yeah, out real yeah, quick, yeah. and then uh, you share what you can. I did but, that with the Matrix thing. Uh, did you with that Matrix demo the other day? Because uh-huh. I don't geek out, and you know this too, because you've been in the space for a minute. So, like, the yeah, you wind up losing that that like 
a little bit of that like shine of that just like oh man this thing is new and and, and amazing and oh my god like technology is great like sometimes you lose a uh-huh. little bit of that i'm trying to hold on to it as much as i can so when i yeah i think i think a great example of that is uh opening a new console yeah. well f- for for myself since like i had to buy like three series s yeah. like for the office so like you get a console, you take it home, you're like, technology, mm-hmm. look at this. You take the box open nice and easy because you're going to save the box. You're going to put it of in course. your closet, unfold it. You slowly slip the batteries out, take the controller out of the soft wrap. And like now when I get a new console, I rip the shit to pieces. <laughs> I throw the box away instantly and I just hook it up. I'm like, oh, shit. Yep. Now I got to update like this thing. God it. damn it. <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah go, sorry go on about about the Matrix. yeah it, and and it was one of those moments where i had played it and checked it out and was like just like blown away by what i was seeing technologically and i waited mm. for her to get home well not home but she's already home because it's work and COVID. but i was like when you come downstairs i want you to see a thing and she uh-huh. doesn't see me get really excited like that for video game stuff anymore because i've been i've seen it all at this point and I sat her down. And I was like, look at this. This is ridiculous how crazy this looks. And she was like, huh. You know, I've been with you long enough that I remember when games didn't look like that. Yeah. And that, that was an interesting yeah. piece of commentary just to be like, oh, yeah, we like we've been through technology together now at this point mm-hmm. in this thing that I care about. And now you yeah. can see the discern. You, like, you can discern the difference now in a way that you couldn't before because you have language around it now. Exactly, it was cool. Yeah, I yeah. was like, oh, yeah. She's watching Yeah, evolve. she's watching it evolve. And then, like, you know, again, like, through all the stuff that she sees all the time, like, just in, you know, in eye shot, uh, you know, you know, walking through a mm-hmm. room, she's like, oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that's the Uncharted guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm like, what? Like, I'll turn around. I'm like, yeah. you remember that? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. Uh, his new game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So it is, it is kind of dope to see, like, that evolution, too, of my spouse throughout that conversation of like my my yeah. particular hobby i don't know what the hell she's reading she, she's reading like 17 yeah. books at a time it makes me feel like well, a books jerk don't make books don't make noise they don't they don't scream like, at you and tell you that you did a thing wrong <laughs> yeah nathan you have to distract him like this not coming no, out of the book no. right yeah. uh, but yeah i think uh you know, uh, speaking of Matrix, we uh, that's something that we did. She she's really great about like she'll like take the opportunity to since we can't bond over video games, we obviously we bond and debond over the mm. business uh, very often. Um, but the she she's really great about identifying. Hey, that is something I might be interested in. So let's do that together, mm-hmm. right? So like when Matrix was coming out. Um, I'm like so so attached to the Matrix. The Matrix is like one of my mm-hmm. things, right? Um, and uh, we watched all the Matrix movies together. She had never seen any of them, and it was just like cool. Now we can go into the Resurrections with this thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that we have. Like we will have the Matrix. You know, like when Trinity dies, like I'm all crying mm-hmm. and stuff, and she just thinks it's hilarious when it cuts <laughs> to her and she's got all these spikes in her and stuff. I'm just like, how could you do this? To me? <laughs> How could you? Um, you must. But yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's great. I, uh, you know, sometimes it's like, man, what would it? What would our relationship be like if she was a hardcore gamer? But it's mm-hmm. like, well, our relationship's perfectly healthy right now. So yeah, I think I'll keep. It yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I have, <laughs> I have, I have no complaints. No, no complaints yeah. at all. Like I think, I think there are things that you would understand in a way that you don't have to explain. But 
either if it's not one thing it's something else people always have grasses greener syndrome or like whatever the things may be yeah. i'm like i'm i'm good i i love yeah. you lady you're really really amazing <laughs> and, I, and i appreciate you yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so to save some stuff for a second yeah. episode with you, um, uh, I've had a lot of fun. Uh, what, uh, what kind of resolutions or goals do you kind of have for that you're going to be working towards this year? Um, Hmm. I mean, I'm always trying to Perfect. figure out good ways to grow the show. Of course. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think one of the things that I'm trying to figure out is, and I had a, a, a little bit of a hard time with this in, you know, last year was, you know, you've been doing a thing for a long period of time. You're trying to figure out if it's still resonating with it with an audience while, you know, sometimes you, you wind up getting stagnant. You don't grow. You, you automatically think that there's something wrong with the content, right? You're like automatically like, oh, uh-huh. what the hell did I do wrong? Did I, did, I, did I mess something up? Did I say something in an episode that made a whole bunch of people, you know, you know unsubscribe, any of that stuff? And, and then you kind of also think about the angle of attack for what you're trying to kind of do in the content that you're trying to make. And I think right now, for me, one of the biggest goals is to kind of go back and take that audit and see, you know, mm-hmm. what conversations are actually, you know, hitting people where, where it needs to, you know, what things are we missing from a show that talks about intersectionality in the way that we do? Like, I always understand that I have holes in that kind of diversity game because, you know, I am not of every, every background and every stripe within this one human body. I'm not that person, but yeah. I'm trying to figure out good ways to bring as many people onto the, onto the show to, to, to share their stories and to have their conversations kind of bubble up in a real important way. Um, something about that of like how to give more people voices uh, who we haven't had a chance to do uh, with before. And then, you know, I think that there's a space not only in the content creation layer that we think of YouTube and Twitch, but I think um, there are just some cultural bits that I still don't think connect to the video game industry or conversations around games from a black perspective that that we've been able to to, to, to touch yet. And I feel like at su- any insight onto what what you mean specifically. I think music has always been a, has always been an integral part of of that experience for most people who are who are doing that work, not only from a content creation space, but from a, a video game space. I think there are ways that you see collaborative efforts happening. You see it happening more in the kind of the, the tech space. So you have folks who will come in who are celebrities or entertainers into the industry. And because of the clout that they have or the, the energy that they have, like Snoop, Snoop brings all this hip hop culture that he is pulled in from every yeah. space. And now he's mostly infusing that in the NFT space, but he's also been in the video game space for a while, messing around and playing around mm-hmm. with stuff. You know, uh, you know, uh, Ilphonic, a, a company that made the uh, Predator game and a, the Friday, thir- this Friday yeah. the Thirteenth game. Like one of the people who owns that company is Raphael Sadiq, who used to pl- who used to sing in Tony 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 as a, as an R and B group. Like he is he is one of that the co founders yeah. of that company, but no one has ever yeah. talked to him. Again, I think that there are like conversations in that space that we haven't hit yet that I want to dig into, not only because I think it's relevant for our audience, but because it's a thing that everybody else isn't doing. I think a lot of the video game space right now was a lot of doom and gloom about everything, um, both from mm-hmm. the consumer side and from the kind of <laughs> the media side of it. And I'm like, there are so many other conversations to be had out here that are not just about how everything is terrible and how people are not getting what they need. And yes, you need to bring and put a spotlight on that to make the space better. But no one does a lot of stories of like the things that are going right in the industry. Let's do some of that. 
Yeah. Like that would be fun to be able to feel like, oh, yes, there are things that are, are on this side of the, the, the teeter-totter, but there are other things as well that are like actually making a difference in the way that we think about games and how, we, how we're doing at work. So that's not I, it. I think I think it's frankly really kind of pathetic mm. that that Noclip is the only reputable video game documentary company in our mm-hmm. space. Like, are you like Danny O'Dwyer is like I cannot believe that Danny O'Dwyer was like the first person. Like it took it took sixty years of video games for Danny O'Dwyer to be like, we should document Arcane. Yeah. We should document yeah. this shit. And um like speaking about like giving like voices to like uh, black developers or um writers or game directors like there there is like a there is a editorial space you're exactly correct for every nuanced piece of this industry and there's there's an audience for every nuanced piece yeah. like it that's just crazy to think about i would hope so like, i mean I, I think that the thing that i try to go back and forth with is like and I, and I think about this, this kind of popped up with the Spawnies conversation in my mind was like, look, if no one else is going to do it, why not me? I don't mind. Like, yeah, I, I, I am not flush with cash. I do not have the, the, that kind of cachet yet. I think culturally within the space to be like, I need money. And then people will throw money at a project that I want to do. But I do think that the stuff that we're doing and, and hearing the overarching energy, and I think you know, we go back maybe two years now, we think about the kind of George Floyd layers of what happened in the industry and then Less Than the Blackness came out and, and, mm-hmm. and fundamentally changed the conversation within the gaming industry about like why those conversations are important and how do you kind of connect to those things. It it, it was put it was put upon me that that messaging was really important and how do you also change the timber of the conversation from a tangible thing perspective. I don't expect the Spawnies to be the game awards when it goes out, you know, uh-huh. in, in at the end of January. Yeah. But what it will do is start that layer of you need to have this be the document the document of note at some point. Yeah, it's it's the first brick, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't like that that conversation is not gonna happen unless you start laying it yeah. down. Like yeah. right now, yeah. right? Um, you know, and I know you're just kind of speaking to like getting help producing it right and you know like you have an audience you know um just like any other creator has an audience you know uh you always lean on them always lean on your audience i think like for for me obviously i don't i don't have um a more noble uh uh mission other than to give people a, a live experience that they'll remember and so for me, even it's like, it's like, uh, cool. Well, we have, we have the studio we have now, which is honestly like dangerous, right? We are not <laughs> in a good space. Um, so it's like, cool, let's give them, let's give them the best we can in this room, in this room right here, give them the best we can and lean on them, ask for support. And someday we can give them a building to do yeah. it in like in an outdoor space. Right. So I think, I think you just just do it. Just do what you need yeah. to do, and you know it'll. And if it's if it's a conversation that uh, the industry is ready for and they should be, 
it's like cool that will get its next layer of what do you call the the bricks mortar mortar Mortar. yeah it'll get its layer of mortar so you can stack it higher next year you know um or whenever you want but yeah i think i think that's really interesting um in that you know you think about how there's a million youtubers that are like making game previews Mm -hmm. right um but they're not making the kind of content you're talking about you know and and to uh, a high I, I've, I've watched i've watched your videos like i don't think there's i don't think there's ever been a comment that was like your your shit does not look professional no one's ever said yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> about your channel yeah. right um so like you've already got the grade um it's just it's really interesting to think about i think that's why we have podcasts because i've never thought about that <laughs> before and like how 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 um how webbed that that experience could be um if honestly like a lot of creators started hitting their niches and extrapolating that oh yeah absolutely like there's lots of ways to kind of do this work you just have to really be thinking about it in a much broader perspective than a lot of content creators are, are thinking about it right now for sure yeah well, I think you're in an incredible circle of, uh, of friends and industry peers. And um, I see you pop up on everybody's timeline. I think everybody loves you so much. And uh, I hope the audience does too. Uh, so we'll start to wrap. Go check out Khalif on... Spawn on me. You can check us out every Fridays when our show drops, uh, usually around 6 a.m. Uh, PST. Try to catch those East Coasters on their way uh, into work. Um, and yeah, you can check us out on twitch.tv slash spawn on me. If you want to check out the live show, uh, we'll be rocking with a couple of fantastic guests within January, uh, digging into a lot of the news of the day. Uh, and we're pushing on Instagram and TikTok. You can find us on spawn on me, uh, over on uh, TikTok. We're trying to figure out what the heck that's going to do for us in terms of visibility and trying to keep up with the youngins. Uh, and do that stuff, and then spawn hey, podcast. I saw a tick. Uh-huh. Saw I saw a TikTok stat. It's not as it's not as young skewed as you think. It's pretty even really? spread between between thirteen and sixty. It's a pretty. It's it's every twenty years. It's twenty percent. Right with that. It's not as bad as I'm you all think. right with that. Give me them yeah. grandma gamers. Yeah. We get them all in. <laughs> get them all <laughs> in. Yeah. And talking about some stuff. Uh, and then again, the Spawnies will will be our uh, award show that we're doing. The spotlighting marginalized uh, folks within the space uh that'll be dropping towards the end of january so keep an eye out for nominees we're gonna be talking about uh some of the folks we're gonna be presenting some of the awards as well and probably right before the in in the week before the show you'll finally get a chance to see what our uh our our trophy looks like our award looks like we have physical awards for the first time this year oh my god alongside these are you gonna send them out yeah they they go i'm waiting we're doing we're doing um trophies for the first time and our, our, our family uh, Xbox Pope, I'm sorry, Pope Art, he changed his name, uh, Pope, Pope Art, uh, who is known for making these amazing Xbox controller designs, has done designs for each one of our categories. So if you win your oh, category, man. you get a, a, a dope trophy uh, and you wind up getting a very special Spawnies controller as well. So uh, extremely excited to show those off to, to the community in a, in a couple of weeks. So uh, they'll be digging it too. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming uh, and, and being on the show with me. You are exactly like I imagined. I uh, can't wait to meet you in person yes. someday. Uh, again, go follow Khalif. Um, give me uh, 
If you're watching, give me that big old clickeroonie on the subscribe button and uh, make sure and hit up last week's episode featuring Bruce Green, where we talk about the realistic uh, expectations of being a Twitch streamer. It's pretty good. So uh, you have a great day. Thanks for joining me once Thanks, again. Man.